In this episode of Greater Than Zero Percent, we hear from Laura and Amy from Keen Chicago, aka Kids Enjoy Exercise Now. They work with kids or athletes ranging from ages 5 to 21, um, typically with disabilities and engage in tons of different sport activities. Really excited to hear this story and thanks for tuning in. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining this episode today. Uh, we are talking with Laura Fillenworth and Amy Bosco, who are a part of Keen Chicago. Laura specifically is the executive director and Amy being the program coordinator. Um, thanks for joining us, Laura and Amy. Happy to, be, happy here. to be here. Yes. So um, similar to the last episode, we're going to start actually with an elevator pitch of what your organization is, um, as much as you want to share in like a 30 to 60 second time frame. And, and I'll throw this either at Amy or Laura, whoever wants to answer it. Sure, I'll I'll go ahead. Um, so Keen's mission is to empower youth with disabilities by providing free non-competitive one-to-one programs of exercise, fitness and fun led by volunteer coaches. So our goal is uh, basically to provide a space that's welcoming, warm, and accepting of youth with uh, disabilities. Uh, When we were in person, we held sports, swim, dance, and trampoline programming, and our athletes were paired uh, one-to-one with volunteers who engaged them in physical activity. Of course, as of March 2020, we transitioned virtually. Uh, We meet now by Zoom uh, during this time. And just continuing offer to offer opportunities for our athletes to connect with their friends and also have accessible uh, space to exercise. This has really just highlighted the importance of our program. I, I would say, um, you know, our athletes with disabilities uh, are already isolated and even more isolated now. And it, it's hard for them to uh, find opportunities to exercise and also to develop friendships. So still having an environment to facilitate that is really important. All right. Well, good. Six seconds done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. Thank you for that high level overview. Um, Now let's kind of move on. Um, Amy and Laura, I guess we could start with Amy. What kind of led you to wanting to uh, join Keen Chicago specifically? Um, so I actually have been totally blind since I was born and growing up, I've always been like super outgoing. And I feel like a lot of times the societal barriers of like, you know, how disability is kind of seen as like this abnormal thing has always just made me feel very, very isolated. And, you know, I am a pretty capable person, but I think, um, once I found Keen, um, I really started to relate with some of these athletes. Um, I was looking for sort of an internship opportunity. Um, I had been laid off, um, at the beginning of the pandemic. So I found this really good opportunity with Keen. Um, and I just really identify with the community because I think it is really hard to live in a world where, right, we are, we are humans at the end of the day. We want to exercise and have fun and be social and feel accepted and wanted. But um, a lot of times I think society really, you know, prevents us from that. And I think Keen really, really exemplifies just a positive, kind environment where everybody is just so welcoming. And that's really, really rare to see these days. Yeah. Um, All right. 
Yeah, thanks for that background. And just, I don't think we got into this, but Keen stands for Kids Enjoy Exercise, exercise Now, right? Now. Yes. Oops. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, no, that's good. I, I just wanted to, to clarify. Um, that's great. And and I love that you call call the kids athletes because that's what it is. You guys are doing a lot of these activities that we're going to get into, I'm sure, um, as this interview goes on. All right, yeah, Laura, that's over a really to, great yeah. point. Sorry, I'm just going to yeah. segue. So yeah, we uh, referred to... Um, the participants in our program as athletes and the volunteers. I mean, you'll hear me refer to the volunteers as volunteers, uh, but we also refer to, to them as, as coaches. And it's like um, a normalization because our, uh, the kids or any yeah. adults in our program are athletes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> well, Laura, um, executive director, uh, how long have you been with the organization and, and why did you join? Yeah. So, okay. I'll try to keep this uh, short. <laughs> I have a long uh, history uh, in the field of working with people with disabilities. Um, basically, I, I was first drawn to working with individuals with disabilities when I was in high school. And um, I was asked actually by somebody that I know uh, to actually teach a Sunday school class for adults with disabilities and it was like a thing that nobody nobody really wanted to do that actually and I was like sure I'll do it um and so I I volunteered myself and um actually like really loved it um and from that was offered a job went on to uh do in an uh a job sorry in like an adult uh, day program Mm -hmm. And um, after that, got a bachelor's in special education and a master's in, in social work. Um, I just saw a lot of, uh, I guess, um, sorry, like uh, strength in the people that I, I was working with, a lot of uh, possibilities. Um, the individuals that I was working with who have disabilities um, have all been amazing, but there are so many barriers uh, for them in, in the world and became really passionate about addressing those barriers and making sure people with disabilities are included. So I have worked in uh, school setting, recreational setting. I've done some crisis work for people who have um a combined uh, mental health diagnosis and also intellectual disability. And now I'm here at Keene. Um, <laughs> and I came to Keene after uh, spending about two years at home uh, taking care of my daughter who has a, a rare disease. Uh, she was sick during the time. And so I, it was very hard to work and uh, took some time off. And then uh, Keene sort of came to me at the yeah. right moment uh, and really was the, the perfect uh, thing uh, because I really wanted to do something that was empowering to people with disabilities. And I feel very strongly about the space that, that we're creating uh, that's accepting of our athletes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a great background. That wasn't too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying really hard to not make it too long. <laughs> yeah. um, and you sent me that youth with disabilities ages five to 21 typically is the age range. Yes. Um, and I'll, we'll talk about this later, but it is one of my goals or one of our goals to be also be able to eventually serve young adults. Mm -hmm. um, 
they're, you know, after youth with disabilities graduate out of the school system, there, there really aren't uh, services that are available to them, uh, in, either in terms of school or recreational opportunities. It's just really hard to find. Um, the barrier in doing that is just that, you know, we are two people only. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're working on that, but that's a passion of ours. As well. Right now, our age, ages that we serve are 5 to 20. Okay. And, and here at Greater Than 0%, three of the kind of core, I guess you could say pillars that we're founded on um, are awareness, education, and engagement. So um, it's, it's, it's cool to hear from organizations that we, you know, that are, that are founded on um, not as common of an organization. Um, you specifically, like hyper-focus on youth with disabilities and um, serving that subset of the population. Um, so in terms of the education piece, um, let's talk about that because I'm not as familiar with what you mentioned of usually after high school that there's not as many resources available uh, to people with disabilities. What could you like double click into that? Well, I think before, and of course I'm going to let Laura answer that, but I think it's really important for the listeners to also recognize that while we are saying that there is not a lot of resources, mm -hmm. there in general is not a lot of resources for individuals with disabilities. Um, and also just genuine resources as well. It can be such a, a difficult experience, you know, kind of to live with a disability. Um, so I think Keen is one of those rare sort of resources. Um, and then, you know, as Laura is going to kind of explain, it only gets, gets kind of harder as, as you grow older and kind of lose yeah. more of those sort of guaranteed, I guess, government uh, exemplified resources that are sort of, you know, told that you have to be given. Right. Okay. What I hear a lot um, from families that I've worked with is after, um, you know, they graduate from high school, there's, uh, there's just not a lot, a lot for them. What happens often uh, to people with disabilities is then after high school, um, they end up spending all, all their time at home. Of course, this is not true in, in every single uh, case, mm -hmm. but there really aren't a lot of uh, resources or supports um, available. And Amy's right. It's uh, it's not only for uh, adults. It, it is um, across the board. There's not a lot of uh, places where people with disabilities are um, accepted and welcomed in an authentic uh, way. Mm -hmm. And at Keen, I, I think um, I really try to work hard to create an environment where our our athletes are welcome how, how they are. They don't need to um, change who they are to be a part of our space. Um, and I think that's really important. There's not a lot of environments or, or spaces like that, even within the services that are provided to right. people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, one more question before we get into the programs related to this topic. Uh, I, I think that if, if like, in this example, the government had 
all the resources dedicated to a specific topic that a non-for-profit in that topic wouldn't be created because usually nonprofits and organizations like yours are created because there's a need and because there are, are there's something that isn't being um, in, created in service of that specific community. So I, I always like to ask, since I don't have the context, I don't have the expertise in the area, why do you think there is a lack of resources? It's a very deep question, um, but just, it might, and it might be an opinion thing. Like, why do we, I, what, what? It is yeah. definitely yeah, an opinion I think it's thing. An opinion. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that a good way to think about it is, right, there's just not a lot of conversation around disability. I think as we get more modernized, we're seeing more conversation in the media about different sort of social issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, disability is still kind of becoming one of those issues. Um, And like, like you said, there just, there is, I think there is a need for these things, but I think disability is just not talked about and not seen as as important and that's very unfortunate but I think that's a reality that um a lot of people aren't willing to face and as sort of uh, as a sociology student we kind of have this this thing where you can't really do anything about an issue until people are willing to acknowledge it Mm. you know right I agree and this is my opinion and not you know, <laughs> I don't know yes. if I, I can speak like on behalf of Keen uh, in this regard, yes. but um, you know, I I, I think it's it, it's about the the value how society sees people with disabilities and how mm-hmm. you know people with disabilities are are valued. Um, and um, I mean, I think that's that's one thing that we're trying to to do as well. Amy and I were talking about that earlier today. Um, we do have a um, volunteer subset. When we meet in person, we have uh, mm-hmm. maybe 500 to 600 volunteers annually. So uh, there's less now uh, during this time that we're virtual, though we still are engaging volunteers in our program. And a big part of that is, you know, disability awareness uh, training and letting people know about our kids and about the strengths of our kids and what they, what our athletes are able to do and, and what they can contribute. And, um, you know, I think there's more that we want to do in that area, um, but it, it, to me, it's about helping uh, I guess to show that people with disabilities are are valuable and mm. um, our people services first. should be provided. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's yeah. uh, it's challenge a challenge. Sorry, what did you say, Amy? I was just saying I, I tell the volunteers this all the time, and I've gotten the habit of um, we kind of do like an orientation, and I get in the habit of remember. They're, they're kids and they're young adults mm-hmm. and, and then yeah. they, they have disabilities, but that's, that's just, just, you know, another attribute of who they are, you know, like right. I wouldn't want people to see me and put my disability ahead of anything else. Yeah. You know, right. Okay. And some of our athletes, they might not communicate verbally. They might use a communication device um, or they might communicate I mean, I'm always surprised, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but um, our athletes uh, communicate a lot 
non-verbally mm-hmm. um, through their actions through so we can have a whole conversation you know with the communication device uh, through nonverbal communication through uh, written uh, and they're smart they They'll yeah. give us, they'll give us attitude. They're, they're smart. They <laughs> Compe- know what's and competitive, up. I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's right. great. Uh, and I think I, I lied. There's one more question before we get into the programs. It's, it's, I think it's related to the education piece is we're saying disability, which I feel like is a very broad term. Um, yes, I, I feel like broad. when a typical, um, thought of if you hear the word disability you think somebody that's in a wheelchair and you think um like does this organization or this 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 building have um the, the right ramps for that and i think it's a very like specific hypothesis of what disability means so maybe if you want to share maybe some of the common disabilities of the athletes uh, that your coaches are working with and then we can get into the programs yeah well yeah. i think well in regards to what you were saying I think um, also when we talk about disability, it's important to think to like understand that disability is not is kind of sort of an umbrella term for many things. Um, there's a lot of debate as to whether chronic illness can be considered mm. as disability. And like we have some people, right, who have invisible disabilities are not necessarily they don't have a cane or a wheelchair mm-hmm. or, you know, th- so I think we we really serve anyone who kind of comes through our programs. We see a lot of individuals who do, um, you know, have intellectual disabilities or autism or things of that nature. Um, but we don't have a specific sort of target group. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. I agree. The most common are, uh, disabilities that we serve in our program are autism, cerebral palsy, and Down syndrome. Um, but we don't uh, have a specific disability demographic. Um, it can an athlete can participate that has any disability, um, and we do have disability or athletes who have um, a mental health diagnosis or a rare disease. Um, we have a few athletes with spina bifida. Um, I'm trying to think of, of some, some others, uh, some learning disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if, uh, athletes, if there's youth with disabilities, um, they can participate in our program. It's a all inclusive, um, group. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for double clicking on that. It's important for the education and awareness piece before we get into the um, kind of the, the programs. Yes. So programming. Um, what are the sports? What are the activities? What is a typical athlete, the experience that they go through? Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> we have lots of different things. Um, our main program, um, I, Laura mentioned a lot about kind of what we would do um, in person. And I'll briefly just kind of go over that when we were in person we did um some really cool um sort of things we did sports in the gym we would do aquatics swimming with the athletes trampoline um at sky high and stuff like that um but since it's been virtual it's been different but we meet every week on zoom um and we usually get about 10 to 15 athletes um whereas in person we do get a bit more but you know zoom presents additional barriers and circumstances also present additional barriers as well um however we usually do um about a half an hour of 
exercise. So whether it be when baby will have, um, we have different volunteers come every week and they'll plan like dice games. So maybe we'll roll dice and we'll do, um, some sort of like exercise that correlates with the number of dice. We'll do freeze dance. Um, we'll do music. We will do arts and crafts. So most recently we made hand turkeys and we're going to be making ornaments this week, um, for Christmas. Um, so that's kind of our main, um, online program, which is really, really, uh, one of our biggest staples and has been for the biggest time. Um, and we've also during the last six or so months, and I'm sure before we've been implementing some pop-ups programs as well. We have, um, amazing connections with a Zumba instructor and with a dance instructor. And so they will come and do, um, pop-up dance. And then we have pop-up yoga, um, with Laura, who is actually yoga certified, and I can let her talk ah. um, more about that. Um, but yeah, that's our main program, and I'll talk a little bit. We have some really, really cool things coming in 2021. Um, but yeah, that's our kind of main program. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Laura. Yeah, that I mean, that was pretty um, comprehensive. Our, uh, you know, as Amy mentioned, our online. Uh, the community that we serve in our program uh, does tend to be um, low income and um, uh, be a very diverse uh, community. Um, have a, we have a high number of minorities and mm -hmm. reaching um, the families virtually in some cases has presented huge challenges. Um, so a big part of um, what I've been trying to do, in addition to also hosting these, these live sessions that Amy's talking about, is figuring out, okay, well, how are we going to reach the athletes that who aren't able to participate in programming because their, their right. families are in crisis? And, and what can we do to, to help them um, even though, you know, we don't have the resources to, you know, help everyone in the, maybe the, the way that um, they need the most, uh, but we, we are able to help in other areas. So we do, uh, you know, I reach out to the families regularly and provide uh, referrals if the families are in crisis. We also record our sessions and mm -hmm. post them on our YouTube page. So um, if an athlete isn't able to make it to a session, they can also participate later. Um, we created a keen coloring book, okay. which, which was like pictures of our athletes. Um, and we turned it into a coloring book and we're actually in the process of sending it to them now to, um, you know, just let them know that we're thinking of them. Yeah. And it's a very empowering uh, coloring book. So it talks about each of the athletes' like strengths and um, what they're, they like in the sessions. Um, so yeah, reaching the athletes who aren't able to participate virtually has been a, a, a big uh, focus of mine. Um, when we're in person, our program uh, is relatively unstructured uh, to give the athletes who participate spaces in terms of, of what we do. It's also important because we serve such a diverse group. There's so many right. needs within our group. So uh, having everyone do one activity 
um, can be a, a big challenge because there's a lot of different needs. It's also been a challenge virtually, but we've done it somehow. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear about some of our um, our new programs that we're going to be adding? Yeah, yes. <laughs> awesome. So that I, I, I'm really excited about these. Um, kind of been a long time coming. Um, so Laura came up with this amazing idea to do a keen themed podcast because podcasting is kind of the thing today. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be starting one. It's called Keeping Up with Keen. And we will be having different episodes where I will be interviewing the athletes. Um, and so we have some athletes who like they like talk about the craziest things. Like we have one athlete who like loves Queen and um <laughs> an athlete who like loves robots and like an athlete who likes like to tell stories. Um, so we just thought it'd be really cool to have a podcast and I'm going to call them experts so they yeah. can come and like talk to me about whatever they're experts on. Um, so that's really exciting. And I put out the first episode of that. So it's on all streaming platforms. Well, I don't know, but it's on Spotify. <laughs> yes. um, so if you have Spotify, go ahead and check us out the keeping up with keen podcast and we'll be releasing more episodes um, as well pretty soon here when the athletes, um, uh, kind of get signed up and we're going to have that kind of going in the next few weeks in the beginning yeah. of January. And so that's really that, exciting. That's another, um, initiative that I, I, I was like, well, that I, I feel like some of our athletes who aren't able to make it through the live program can, uh, participate in, they can listen to each other. Um, so I'm hoping to to keep people connected that way because the athletes within our sessions, uh, you know, they're friends. They miss each other. Yeah. Yeah, they miss we each had other. A, we had a recent, um, and I know this is kind of, kind of going to come up later, but I think just one thing that speaks to how impactful our program is, is we had a kid um, or a young man, he came to our session and he was, he was talking about how he missed his friends. And, you know, even when I was, you know, he, I was trying to just kind of keep the mood light and do yeah. what any professional would do. And he, he <laughs> said, no, he said, Amy, I don't want to hear you talk. I miss my friends. <laughs> and that was like, you know what, man, I, I you know, I really feel that. So yeah. we're trying to keep them together. And this podcast is one of the ways is going to help with that. Um, and another program that we're going to be releasing is I'm so excited about it's the keen performs program which mm. is going to be focused on the arts so growing up I did musical theater and loved singing and acting and improv and stuff like that not so good at the dancing but that's okay <laughs> um and we have different uh, I'm gonna have the athletes sign up and I'm gonna do different sort of themes with them every month and we're gonna do sing songs about whatever theme it is that month. And we're going to do different theater games and tell stories and create, I think, confidence and stage presence because just having confidence as a person with a disability is so, so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really going to be impactful of that program. Um, and we're going to kind of have a compilation at the end where we have the kids do um, a video of like all their talents. And I'm really hoping that both of these have the potential um, to expand and continue on. So we would love your support because this isn't going to go anywhere without support of you guys, our listeners, our supporters, donators, etc. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's exciting. You have a lot on the plate for 2021. Yes, we do. We've had to adjust. We've adjusted and and, uh, modified, you know? How I, 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 this is a question that I've been holding for a bit. How many athletes are you typically working with throughout the year? Yeah. I, and I actually, thank you for asking because I think I'm meant to say it a couple of times <laughs> and I, I ended up not. So we serve, um, about 150 wow. athletes annually. Wow. 600 volunteers as yes. well. Yeah. And then 600 volunteers. Throughout the yeah, year. it's a lot for um, a program with uh, one and a half staff. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. So we're, like I said, time flies on these. Um, so getting good. into how people could get engaged. Uh, the first question is share all of your social media information if you want, like where, where people yes. can reach out if they search it. And then share what you're typically looking for for engagement, whether that be looking for volunteers, charitable donations, ideas for programs, support for programs, um, all the above. Um, yeah, whatever kind of comes to mind. So you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, first of all. Um, search Keen Chicago. Um, you can support us there by following us, sharing our posts, liking our posts, um, sending our posts to your friends, your families, your aunts and uncles, cousins, what have you. Um, also, you can go to our website, um, keenchicago.org, and we have all of our information there um, as to how to get involved. If you're interested in becoming an athlete, um, anyone can qualify it's totally free if you have a disability um and you just would fill out an application on our website keenchicago.org um and then we would just follow up with you to kind of um you know just talk to you and get to know you and incorporate you into our, our programs um you can also go to our website to become a volunteer and there are lots of different ways you can be a volunteer you can volunteer monthly, weekly, or you can even be involved in small ways by helping us with fundraising, editing a podcast, doing small tasks like that. So there's so many ways to get involved. And if you are interested in volunteering once or 100 times, I will find a place for you at Keen. And finally, the last thing you can do at www.keenchicago.org is donate. Uh, We provide free programs to our families, but we can't do that unless we have donations. Um, and it's so, so important to provide these, uh, resources because otherwise our families would not have them. So we really rely on these donations. They are essential. Um, and again, you can do that by contributing at www.keenchicago.org. It will be worth giving up that morning coffee. Yes. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) We need Definitely are we're fully funded by donors and corporate sponsorships. So, right. Um, you know, we're a small organization. So, uh, you know, every dollar counts. Um, every penny counts. <laughs> it really yes. does. So, yes. especially right now. And the support. If you can't donate, just honestly, your support, sharing our posts, sharing our website. Like we understand it's a pandemic, but just sharing us, getting the word out there. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody mentioned, it's like you could donate your time, you could donate your money. If you don't have one or the other, um, there's always a way to, to get engaged, especially now during COVID. So, um, absolutely. Absolutely. What did we miss? Any, so we have, we talked about how to engage. We talked about what's coming down the pipe. Um, any other shameless plugs or, or, or events or anything coming well, up? That yeah. You want to cover? So um, we have a couple of things that we'll be doing this, this spring. Um, so first I'll share. So um, also corporate sponsorship is huge yes. for us. So um, just to do a shout out for that again. Um, and anyone with any questions can also email me at info at keep That's I N F O at K E N. You probably know how to spell Chicago. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, yeah. So to learn more about sponsorships or if you have questions about volunteering or enrolling and uh, can't find what you're looking for, you can definitely uh, just send me a direct email. Um, we will be doing some events this spring. Um, as Amy mentioned, we are going to do a talent show so i think it's probably going to be called king chicago's got talent uh something along those lines um and uh, that will be around april um so it'll be uh recorded uh but we will have like a video like a watch party yes um and then you know people can also watch it on their on their own schedule as well um, and then probably around June, we will uh, have the Keen NEK, um, and that's a virtual accessible race. So last year we had 170 about participants here in Chicago, um, and it's an accessible race. You can do act, uh, pledge a physical activity of your choice, uh, do it along with our kids. If you want, you can make a contribution but you can also um, participate for free. So uh, although we, we love the contributions, <laughs> yes. so, um, <laughs> you know, be on the lookout for, for that as well. So those are the two things that uh, are going to come up this spring in terms of fundraising, but there's always opportunities to contribute uh, as a part of our community to join the sessions with our athletes, uh, potentially join as a member of the board of directors or as a volunteer leader. Um, if you have a skill that you want to contribute, if you teach dance or um, some other, you know, athletic. Any strength you have, we'll find yes. a place for you. I, <laughs> I, I will find you a task. Don't yes. worry. <laughs> Well, great. Um, I, and, and of course, we'll we'll send in the show notes and in the blurbs after this all of the links to everything that we covered here. Um, so, in case people uh, want to follow that way, they can as well. Um, I think I think that covers it all. Any last any last notes you want to leave us with? Um, I think that it's just really important to think about how impactful this is and. Um, this is a different time for all of us, right? But I think it's so important to remember that we have the power to make it not so different for the athletes. And I think that's so impactful and incredible to think about. Um, we yeah, are changing doing, lives again. We're doing our best to keep them, you know, active, engaged together. It's really the space. I had a parent tell me recently, uh, she said, oh, this is so hard. 
kids with disabilities, they, they know isolation. They already know what it is to be isolated. And Tina is really the space where they're, they're free. Um, and, you know, our athletes, they miss being together uh, in person, but it's so important that they just still have a space where they can come together and see each other. They can chat, they can exercise. They, it, it really, it helps them cope and understand what what is going on all right well laura and amy thank you both so much for your time um excited to to share your story and and, and drive some engagement and i'm uh, definitely looking forward to the podcast and um i'm sure we'll talk to you soon thanks for tuning into this episode if you know of a great organization or individual leaving a positive impact we'd love to tell their story Check us out and contact us at gtzp.org, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And also to rewatch our other episodes and see what other great stories are being shared. Thanks again.